of San Francisco, your favorite bar with awesome bar. you don't talk over the last two seconds of that sweet song Spiegel man it's like the angels descended and finally provided me to a stairway to heaven as yeah. as they praise my uh, name welcome to let's watch a full length movie on YouTube is what I meant to say my name is Mike Spiegel and I'm here with Carl good evening Carl good e good afternoon how are you I'm good. It's a good morning for me. We have a show. Our show is called L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's what it's called on the podcast feeds, on the Twitter feeds, on the YouTube. We're also called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. Join us on Facebook uh, as well as our blog spot. And we watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. So let us do that. Carl, what's the movie today? We are watching Tag. Tag, the assassination game, 1982. Oh, tag is an acronym, you say. Correct. So in YouTube, just T-A-G space, the assassination game, and you will find the the publisher Black Space Needle. Oh, let's be very honest. All you have to do is type in tag the into YouTube, and that's the first thing that pops up. Oh, okay. And you said who's hosting it? Well, it's Black Space Needle. Okay. I guess he just moved into Washington. Isn't the Space Needle in Seattle? Oh, excuse Well, Seattle, Washington. Okay, we're both right. All right. Yay for us. <laughs> so uh, I'm very excited as your brand new theme song announced. We do have Paul's Countdown because I have a Colonel Countdown himself, Mr. <laughs> Numero de, uh, Senor de Numero de Descending Order. I gotta work on my Spanish. We let's get ready to Brumbob. We give it up for the uh, host of the previous podcast streaming here on MuniRadio.fm, Paul Brumbaugh. Hey, what's happening, Carl? What's, what's happening? happening? Welcome to Countdown Heaven. The Countdown King. Absolutely. You guys know the drill. Time for that tag, the assassination game. Here we Do go. We want but you to pause <laughs> it at zero zero, and then at, when Paul gives you the cue, hit play and watch this movie with us. That's right. So get that finger uh, hovering right over that triangle and do it in three, 
two, one, go. Embassy Home Entertainment. Embassy we Home Entertainment and World New World Pictures. If I went back in time, I would not invest stock in either of those companies, knowing what I now know. <laughs> Nor will I hang out with any of these production companies. Limelight, fuck that. You made one good movie. <laughs> All right, here we go. Close up of a newspaper. This is, uh oh, the eyeballs. Thank you. What minute are you at? Uh, I don't know. I have to go over it. Let me check. Okay, never mind, never mind. Now, the guy we're seeing right now, I know him from Terminator 2 as the, the bad stepdad. Patrick, Robert Patrick. He always has this, like, uh, porn name, superstar name. <laughs> no, it was, um, here he is. Oh, he's coming in. It, so what do you see? Alexander Berkeley. And he was, you saw Terminator 2, right? Yeah. I still think he that we like, did acid and went to see it with my brother. I know, I know. It I, might be my I, friend. It might be my friend Lee. I wasn't there. I, All right, maybe it was my friend Lee. I do that. And All right. And if you plan that, I will do that. Will you pretend that we got that we took acid and went to see Terminator 2 together? I. You do that uh, for me? For, for the sake of this show, I would do it. Well, I'm not talking about this show. I'm, getting, I'm stepping off the stage right now. I'm, I'm asking you backstage. <laughs> all right, all right. I did it. I tripped on acid with Mike and his brother. All right. Well, no, my brother, remember Adam didn't touch it. He was really angry that we did. Right. <sighs> I remember that clearly because he was so mad. Look, popped him on his head. Right. And now we got a James Bond intro. Yeah. Either that. Now, the internet has the nerve complement this music. This looks like we're watching The Equalizer starring Edward Packard. It's like TV. Yeah. Robert Carradine, that's uh, Louis Skolnick of Revenge of the Nerds. Of Revenge There's of the Nerds, who could forget? Linda Hamilton. This Linda. is her first film, but it doesn't say introducing. Oh, and Christine DeBell. That's right. I don't know who she is. Uh, I, well, I, you know, read Playboy, apparently. No, I, I well, I read Playboy. That's my problem. <laughs> you don't look at the pictures. Oh, Michael Winslow. Does he make a noise? Yes, and he pretends to be Chinese, and he pretends to play ping pong. It's All right, fun. we're in it. We're in it to win it. Fraser Smith yeah. is a special appearance. It's like a yeah. TV show. It, it says special appearance, but he's a player. He's in the whole thing. Well, he gets a special credit. But it's a movie. He should just get equal billing or get an and so-and-so. Right. He shouldn't be. He wasn't a special appearance. He was. And he's great because he's a radio announcer and his voice is terrific. Well, maybe that's. You've got to be quicker than that if you want to play Taz, the assassination game. He's so good throughout the whole thing. All right, here we go. We'll wrap it up. I'm conducting the orchestra. Here's your pink slips, guys. Oh, you suck. It's not wrapped up. Oh, it's a fucking guitar solo, a uh, saxophone solo, which yep, yeah, it's gonna go on and on. It's which I, I can see why you like New York if you like saxophones. <laughs> New York's alright. You like saxophones? If you want to get stabbed and mugged, New York's alright. <laughs> all right, Nick Castle. Look at that intro. Directed by. 
And that's it. That was the best part of the movie, the, uh, the opening credits. <laughs> Our story now begins. I can't see the shit. The director did The Last Starfighter. Oh, cult director. Well, he was also a hollow... I mean, he did like stuff like Major Pain. Major Pain, that's a cult movie. It is? Sure. There must be some 12-year-old who watched Major Pain growing up and going, I can relate to the kids who have to deal with Major Pain. And then when that kid got older, he said, got older, Major Pain, Major Pain, wait a minute. That's a play on words. Oh, I get it. It's a play on... It's a military pun. Yeah. That guy was a major pain, right? He was major pain. Was a major pain. I mean, that's the one true constant in that movie. <laughs> well, we can thank this director, Nick Castle. But the coolest thing about Nick Castle is he was the original Halloween killer, Michael Myers, with the Kirk mask on his face. Oh, that was him. He was that body. That he was that person. Yeah. Now it's like some cult guy, and it always has to be him, or fans get really upset. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, I forgot the guy's name, but he has a he has a distinctive pose throughout most of it. Oh, okay, so that distinguishes him. But it wasn't Nick Castle, right? No, no, Nick Castle was in the first one for sure. Wasn't like a shit. We're talking. Oh yeah, Halloween. Yeah, Halloween, and it was John Carpenter. See, this guy is really buddy-buddy, or maybe he was back then with John Carpenter. He co-wrote Escape from New York. Um, they were just bosom buddies. I don't know about today. You think they had a falling out? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. Okay, so here is Linda Hamilton, who is... Um, where is it? She's like well, how her, old? Name, her last name's Swayze. Susan Swayze. And she's just in this tag game to have fun. As girls back then wanted to have. Girls just want they, to have fun. At least Cindy Lauper's day and age. Yeah. When they, they just start want shooting, to. We, sh- we should listen to her giggling. Cause it's, All right. But I'm just saying when the working day is done. Girls just want to have fun. Do you remember the song parodies of that song? No. But not guys parody. just want to have sex. We want to <laughs> so have sex. Guys. Okay, can I feel that or no? Somebody already wrote that. I fucking heard it on Dr. DeVento 30 years. How fucking That's years ago? So How dare you? Buddy. Guys just want to have sex. <laughs> they just want to. They just want to. <laughs> we just want to. <laughs> That's so funny. I'll have to find out. All that. right, I'll do it and then credit Dr. Demento. Oh, right. And the guy that you ripped the idea off of. And me, who told you the idea. Okay. They're shooting up in the laundromat again. This, by the this way, is, is the, the most depressing dorm. This is the most depressing dorm I've seen. It's UCLA. Oh. Okay, now it's the inciting incident of our movie. She ducks into some dorm room. Right. And who is it but Louis Skolnick? Oh, Revenge of the Nerd, Mr. Rapey Rape. Oh, no, that was the other guy. 
Look at it. He's a Carradine through and through, Robert. He is a brother. He is a Carradine. So is he the brother of the deceased one? I know, like, there's Keith Carradine, who I really like. Uh, um, David, David Carradine. Carradine is the brother who he did a lot of work with. Yeah. He passed away about 10 years ago. Now, in Revenge of the Nerds, which hasn't come yet, he's much thinner. Right. He's a lot bulkier in this movie. He's yeah. more He has that masculine Carradine style. <laughs> Either that or they got to stop showing me with his shirt off. So now he's fallen in love with that girl. He just fell in love. He just fell in love. <laughs> just fell in. He just fell in. He's, in. he's a felon. Oh, because he fell in love? Oh, <laughs> I guess you could call me a felon because I fell in love. What are you drinking? Okay, I'm stealing bottle. that. I'm stealing I'm that. I'm using that tonight at the bar. Oh, shit. Well, I'm I'm 3,000 miles away. Yeah, I'm going to go, well, three hours later, I'm going to go to a bar, and I'm going <laughs> to say, hey, baby. I'm going to pull that on my wife. Oh, yeah? You think you're a felon? Because I fell yeah. in love. I think I'm a felon, because I With fell you. in love. With you. With you. Oh, man, she's going to melt, and she'll probably not argue with me for, like, minutes after that. Oh, there's the famous bullet, outdoor bulletin board of UCLA. You know, UCLA is not credited as a filming location at all in this movie. They don't make any credits. What about say. the Weekly Monitor? Are they going to mention? No. They get, they get top billing in the... He's a reporter for them. Is that the school newspaper? The yeah. actual assassin had a newspaper covering his face, and he had two holes cut out to make, like, eye slits. Uh-huh. That, where did you get the costume disguise from? Mad Magazine? <laughs> so the direct, the editor is now reading, like, Skullnick's experience when, the, when Linda Hamilton ducked into his room. And he's going to do a feature on the tag game. But it's really a ploy to get to, get to know Linda Hamilton. She walked into my bedroom. A right. two-man story. Right. I knew she was in trouble. A damsel in distress. <laughs> really? Yep. That's so cheesy it's... 80s man. Quiche. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Real men don't eat quiche. You know that, right? You seen my tattoo? We, oh, yeah. That's in, that's, it's on your taint. Yeah, it's on my taint. It says, real man, don't eat ass. <laughs> Copyright 1983. I, I did not see the future. <laughs> if I knew the kids today would be talking about eating ass, I would have changed that taint tattoo 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, after my divorce, I was so embarrassed with my, um, uh, my Bumble matches when they found out. So this guy was in Jacob's Ladder... <laughs> He was in the movie 1941. Oh. You know, but basically he's a director. He's oh, directed a lot of TV. Huh. So <laughs> who cares? Does he show up? Does he get does he get assassinated game? Uh no, but he's the editor throughout this, so he has a role and he's directed like ER, Dawson's Creek, NYPD Blue, like all these Fantasy Island. Wow. Gilmore Girls. 
Good. So good. The guy got a second win. That's right. Perry Lang is his name, and we'll see more of him. Perry Lang, right. That was the guy in the credit. This is all coming back to me. She's holding her nose and going, Campus Directory. (laughs) Kind of like an (laughs) operator joke she's playing. Oh, yeah. You know, that still happens. You know, uh, you can't really do prank calls nowadays because of call waiting. But right. you know uh, who also ID. you know who also couldn't do prank calls for like decades. Who is that? Batman, because he would call up the commissioner. And uh, yeah, it, it, always, yeah. it was correct line. Uh, I know it's you, Bruce. Commissioner Gordon. Yes, Batman. Oh, uh, this isn't Batman. This is uh, PG and E. Is your refrigerator running? Oh wait. <laughs> is your crimes radio running? <laughs> okay, Come now, on, Batman. We know it's you. Vote, turn on the sound because this guy's funny. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Turn on the sound. He's going to walk in, right. and we're going to hear the radio announcer's voice. He's the best thing about this movie. Seriously. Jeez. Uh, uh, uh. You're going to have to be a little bit more careful if you want to play tag. The assassination game. My name's Alex. <laughs> <laughs> That's your hero? This guy is yeah, five he does the whole movie. Somebody calls him on his phone and he goes, Hello, Gersh, did you make another kill? It's really good. Well, it's true about tag, the assassination game. <laughs> uh, I'm not here to play tag. Okay, five. I'm with the monitor. Ah, a gentleman from the press. For you, oh. 1095. Just kidding. Let me get you a seat. He's rocking the early 80s nerd look. He's got a when, um, all the buttons He does this thing to emphasize one of his lines. He, like, drops a can, and he goes, that's confidential information. <laughs> I'll tell you when. It's confidential information. So he is there to find out who is Linda Hamilton so that he can go and offer to go on the... Okay, yeah, turn up the sound. What? Oh, we missed it. Get her file. Maybe pay you a bundle for the info. No way. Nice try, pal, but no dice. Listen. This guy's all right. Excuse me. That was quick. Three kills in a day. That's even fast for you, Gersh. Now, this is Gersh. Okay. He is the champion of the game, and he is going to be our murderer. Did you just ruin this movie for me? Yes. Oh. What What minute are you on? No, I mean, I'm at the beginning of the movie. Are you saying this guy's a killer? Uh, yeah. So you ruined the movie for me? Well, no, it's not revealed in the end who the killer is. Oh. We know all the way through. He's it's killer. revealed right Look now when you say it. Well, they missed an opportunity. Mr. Castle, the director, missed an opportunity here. Yeah. This Gersh story, you don't really get to learn it. Why? is this game so important to him? Why must he be the reigning champion? And why, when he's not, does he go over the edge? Why does he have a gun in his dorm room? For what? Are you, are you saying learn. that this plot point in Nick Castle's movie is a major pain to you? Ha <laughs> ha! Little Listen, Nick Castle I'm sorry humor. to inconvenience you. I gotta get synced up with you. <laughs> hey, I'm Linda Hamilton! Off. She See, fucking rocks. Look at her, man. Does he know the camera's I, running? I don't see her on screen right now. Oh. All right. I have to go and tell you what number I'm on. I'm sorry. All right. Hang on. Here we go. 
Hi. Hi. I'm at 16 minutes and two seconds. Okay. Do you want me to pause it? 16.15. Tell me when you get to 16.15. All right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm at 1611, 1612, 1613, 1614, 1621. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm at 1619, 1620, 1621, 1622. Okay. He's, she's being followed by her tag assassin, who is a guy from the White Shadow. Uh, isn't that also another Carradine? No.
I can't wait, James. Maybe season two, I'll be 16 and it'll be about me. If we make That'll it That'll be to... James at 17, you dummy. Did they have to do it? The 20 years that James at 16 was on the air, did they have to change the title every season? <laughs> they did change the title, and it was like two years only, and it was gone. But they actually changed the title after the first season? I can't say with confidence. I seem to recall James at 17, and I thought that was neat. But I, I can't be confident. Do you recognize him yet? No. Okay, well, this guy's name is Jim Greenleaf, and he was in um, Surf 2 and oh. Joysticks. Oh. You know, and he plays the... Assassination game. In 1984, Surf 2, he was Fat Boy Number 2. Oh, right. And in Joysticks, he was Jonathan Andrew McDorfus. Now, McDorfin, you said that he got into a horrible car accident? Yeah, he did. This guy? Yeah, later in his, much later in his life. Why don't you, why don't you tell us that story? Um, no, just had a car accident, and it kind of wrecked him. He, he, he was disabled from it, not for life, but... And that is the most depressing fucking story, man. Like, does he know how to be social? <laughs> okay, <laughs> he really killed Gersh. this party. Look, Gersh is the reigning champion. That's Bud Abbott. He will go on to, in real life, marry Linda Hamilton. Really? Yeah, and have a child. And then she divorced him and married James Cameron, right? Or dated him? She did divorce him. They married right after this film and divorced in 89. Now look, the gun dropped and Gersh got hit. So he's technically assassinated. Right. And he is a champ who's never been assassinated. And it was a stupid accident. So that counts, right? Yes, it counts. And he's freaking out about it. Huh. Well, no way out. You dug that grave. He goes, come on, let's do over. I'll give you $20. Uh-huh. He goes, this game is my life. Don't take it from me. Oh, man, let's see. Too bad, Gersh. You lose. I don't even hear you. Dead men don't speak. <laughs> He's naked, right, this whole time? In the yeah. Show? I've never lost a game. I've never been hit. This game means a lot to me. You've got to give me another try. Wow, what did Linda Hamilton say in them? I won. You lost. Somebody's <laughs> got to lose. Lamb champ. I count that. That counts. Under pressure, that's the wittiest she could be. Oh, yeah, that was the first take. <laughs> they were going to do a second take, but the water was so cold. <laughs> Guys, I, I'm not supposed to take a shower until Tuesday, so I think we're done. Never on a Tuesday. Never on Tuesday. Never on Tuesday, one of our recent, one of our fun, best shows. Is, uh, Remember, I tried up. to go. I tried to go viral with Charlie Sheen. Yeah, I stopped at like five hundred and something views. Well, as you you tweeted that you were doing this movie on your podcast, and the director retweeted it. <laughs> That's right. You didn't mention the name of the podcast or even the YouTube link, <laughs> or, the, or I mean the the Twitter <laughs> handle. All you have to do is do at l w a f l m o y t and add links to the the site. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's but good. But no, yeah. but no. The producer, he retweeted it, but was, mm -hmm. wasn't, yeah, did they mention? Was there a link to the MP3 online? No? No. 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 
But actually, the, the Carl takes a lot of time and effort to transfer these episodes and the original movie and sync them together as a YouTube video. As a way of thank you to YouTube and Google for making all this free content available to us to uh, use. I mean, if they can get away with uh, making money off of it. And uh, no, it's, uh, so if you watch the one for Never on Tuesday, we talk about the, the mini radio where we broadcast went viral. Yeah, we, did you watch? No, I didn't have a chance to watch it. I should. But all that video, all the viral videos in there. Exactly right. I put in, yeah, the video footage from the camera and also the news report. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And actually, you know, if you listen to the audio at the way in, you hear the, the I put the, the uh, stand-up set, excuse me, girl, on there. Mm-hmm. The one there. So you can hear it as well. So check out the video on YouTube is what I'm trying to tell you. So he's fogging up the corridor, right? He's got some serious dry uh, steam action going. Yeah, now he is, he, the director's done that on purpose and it's cool. He has gone back to his dorm room, gotten his gun, because everyone has one. And now he's going to kill Dwarfman. He's going to kill Dwarf for real? Mm-hmm. Look, he's shaking. Oh, no. It's a dark oh, gun it's now. it's a dark gun. Jesus Christ, Gersh. What's wrong with you? Okay, she just pecker off. Gosh. This is like Psycho 4. Oh, he had a real gun. Oh, he put the dart gun in the dart. He put the dart inside a real gun. Well, that's right. And it, it was too loosey for that dart gun, for that dart. Is that how guns work? Uh, yes. I could stick a plastic dart into my gun. <laughs> What this if I shoot? Will it, will it backfire on me? Or will the bullet go through the dart that's in the chamber? In the... I guess it would go through unless you've got like, what is it, a 28 or some BB gun? Because it could mess it up. I'm not really good when it comes to guns, but I have seen my fair share of Looney Tunes. If one in the bullet <laughs> <laughs> gets stopped by the cork and, and reverse. Right. And char up your face. Yeah. Right. Char up your face. And then you look into the camera. Make your duck bill swing in a circle around your head. Right. All while giving a look. Uh, Okay, so she thinks somebody is here to assassinate her. Linda Hamilton in her room. But it's actually Gersh who's going to shoot her. No, no. Gersh, it doesn't have her. Gersh has... Gersh just killed the guy he... Yeah. You see, you're given an assignment of who to kill. And you don't know who's given an assignment to kill you. Who gives gives it to you? Does Charlie give it to you? Charlie's Angels? (laughs) Stephen Jackson Games is some company that invented Killer. And that's this. Do you remember the store in Montclair, New Jersey, where we grew up, called The Complete Strategist? Yes, yes, very well. They sold a lot of Steve Jackson and tabletop and Dungeons and Dragons games, but I play. Mm-hmm. I got Melee by Steve Jackson Games. That was a, a paper. Melee was oh, that's cool. It was like a, a paper grid, and yep. you had little Peter figures, and then you had a dice, and you roll, and you had to keep battling uh, various monsters in a melee pit. Mm-hmm. I always thought of it like a subset. Like that would have been the fighting mechanism 
in another game. They had expansion packs, so you can uh, just melee all you want, or with an expansion pack, you add like a you know dinerette and a dragon or whatever. Mm-hmm. I believe so. So what's going on here? Oh. Okay, so she thought that someone was out to get her. But really, it was uh, Revenge of the Nerds guy who's come to tell her that they're doing a story and she needs to tag along with somebody, no pun intended. And she's like, if you want to tag along with me, you got to earn your keep, you know, and help me. Oh, I thought she said you're part of the fake news media. (laughs) She says, no, that won't come for years that we learned. (laughs) Oh, here he goes. Yes, hello. Oh, yeah, this is your this is your boyfriend. He's with the a DJ. girl. He's with the girl. Hold on. Carpenter. Yeah. This is um, Lauren Gersh. I just killed Swanson. He I just tagged him. a guy. What are you talking <laughs> about? You know, Good I work, tagged Gersh. him. Like you're on but we don't title. have Facebook yet. No, but you would write that information on the dashboard of your car. <laughs> he's the he's the head of tag. He keeps the scores. Oh, so he's with the girl. So he's like, can't talk now, Gersh. I gotta go. My ladies are getting yeah. cold. Uh, got me a lady. You know what I'm <laughs> well, I I guess I know what you're saying. Could you elaborate? I'm I'd make out peak. Park in my car. Did I say more? Yeah. Well, yes. What brings you to Make Out Peak? I mean, are you? <laughs> that's not your home. You don't live in Make Out Peak. Why would you bring a girl to Make Out Peak? Tell me. Why would you park there? For what purpose? What about? Does that interfere with other people? Maybe they need the parking spot. So Linda Hamilton told him, "Go warm up my car and be ready to go when when I sex." Oh, because they're going to get tagged. They're going to tag someone. So she What's hops it? in and they peel out. Hurt. Auga. It's old car horn. Auga. That's the horn? Yeah. <laughs> Auga. Ah, uh, Linda Hamilton smoking two cigarettes. Fuck oh, yeah. yeah. That's she how we did it. She throughout this whole thing. She just lit up two of them. The guy doesn't even smoke. He's just like, I'll take it. Oh, he smokes all right. He smokes those big honking cigars. Ooh, look at that. They were able to get the stop sign in in that shot. There's Norman Bates. I love these tag victim profiles. It's a little uh, extreme, right? Can't they just say uh, character sheet? (laughs) A victim? I guess so. So... Right now, she's planning. She's a psych mate. He's like, I need to get some information from you for my paper. And he goes, your major, psychology. Your bu-. He goes through this whole thing. And then he's like, do you have a boyfriend? And she's like, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. She goes, I don't believe in them. But what's that got to do with the game? And he's like, motivation, you know. And she says, this is just a game for fun. Uh, tag. So this was a rash of, wasn't there, there was freeze or there were other assassination type. Gotcha. That's what I'm thinking of. Well, gotcha was a movie and it also had 
the um, his co-star um, in Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, Let me see where that is. David, it was David Carradine and oh, I know the guy Edward Anthony Edwards. Yeah, that's right. And he was, um, yeah, he was in Gotcha, which just wasn't as good a film. Yeah, he was more of a gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, right, gotcha. Uh, the internet wants to say that this is kind of like the most dangerous game, but I think that's a way stretch. Well, they are hunting man. Yes, in that sense, that's the only. If you're a fan no of, no one got uh, tricked. No one got lured. If you're a fan of uh, the most dangerous game, not only did we watch that recently, but. Ready or Not is out and is about a bunch of people trying to attack their son's bride. Mm-hmm. And The Hunt, which uh, got banned and never won't be uh, released yet. That's another one. I like those movies. It's a good way to kill time is just watching people shoot each other. There was one with all these young kids in tuxedos and a girl in a beautiful dress that came from some party and Huh. She was sexy and she beat them all. Nice. And then you woke up. Is she smoking a roach right. from a roach clip? No. <laughs> oh, She's smoking me. it Nazi style, how they would hold it backwards. <laughs> okay, so her plan got messed up. So she's like, kiss me as a, a diversion. diversion. Oh, she got her man. He, he was used by Linda Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Now he knows how the Terminator felt. <laughs> and her son. John Connor, I love you, and I'm doing this to save you, unless you, the actor who plays you has drug problems that won't be in the third one. Oh, right. Yeah. Bingo. Exactly. Well, the third Which one was... Too bad for him. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Boom mic sighting. Boom oh, mic really? Sighting coming. Look at the top. Get ready for boom mic. All right, dangling, dangling when boom they, mic. When you see it, it just looks so stupid. How's it hanging? Ooh. How's it hanging? Ooh. There it is. <laughs> well, you know, originally this movie was in CinemaScope, so that was cut out. Oh, well, a different well, this ratio. Movie, it was on cable like crazy. It was on cable like crazy. It was funny because I was just on Paul Brumbaugh's show and he ends the show by having Patrick Carlin, George Carlin's younger brother on. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned a movie and I said it was a staple on HBO and I bit my tongue because I wanted to say, just like your brother George, this movie took competition against George Carlin's specials. Every oh. time this movie broadcast on HBO, it was one two-hour block that didn't air George Carlin's specials. Okay. What do you think was the most played uh, movie or special on HBO during the 80s? George Carlin. George Carlin? All right. Our list, maybe? I don't. First and ten? Not necessarily the news? Beastmaster. Uh Tag the assassination game? Threesomes? Uh, Now she's saying that she's leaving the game because she's now fallen in love with her assassin who remember she beat but Gersh has drawn her name oh no Gersh is gonna go all Gershy on her yeah I see why can't we just learn this guy's story like 
But you then know, they, does he have an abusive father? Does there's got to be some reason? I want to know the story of the RA who discovered a shot body in the f- fucking shower or the dorm room. <laughs> oh no, no, Linda Hamilton will discover the bodies much later in the movie. Much later in the movie. So the water has been <laughs> running this whole time because the guy was fucking in shower when he got shot. He didn't turn he, off the faucet he, when he tumbled to the ground. <laughs> he walked out of there with a laundry cart, as you might recall. Yeah, laundry That's basket. That's where laundry basket. That was my my co my uh, comedy team partner, <laughs> as you know, from the comedy team of Laundry Basket Spiegelman. That was his first role in '82. Yeah, that was his only role. Yeah, he still lured it over me. Oh, good, some upskirt shots from under the bleachers. <laughs> Either that, the cameraman smoking doobie. Why is the cameraman under the bleachers? Five minutes, asshole. That's all I need. Now, this is um, Kirsten DeBell, who you don't even know. Right. And she's about to get shot by Gersh, and he'll do it when the starter pistol goes off so that nobody notices. Well, he's under her skirt right now, under the bleachers. Is he gonna, where is he going to aim this gun? It hits her in the back. Oh, all right, good. He's not a sicko, then, is what I'm trying to say. All right, here's the starter gun. Pew! Way to go, coach! All right. Hershey's gone assassination game crazy. I was I was preaching against the assassination game. I don't know if you saw me on TV, but I said this is a abomination for today's youth. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be banned. Were you successful? No, unfortunately I wasn't, and this movie is to blame. Uh oh, the lipstick. And here comes the five starter pistol. Good job. Good timing. Yeah, I can never do it right. I can't even play our theme song, brand new theme song, correctly without the breaker playing <laughs> in the background. The last In San Francisco. A new. New. This guy must Nick Castle must be a big fan of a guy named Alfred Hitchcock, just with the shower scenes and the, the oh. fucking violins and the. Well, as you know, he was a huge John Carpenter friend, and right. that's why he named the guy who runs the the contest Carpenter as a tribute. Oh. And there's the laundry hamster. <laughs> yeah, he's got another victim in Laundry Basket's uh Oh, basket. right. Hello, Laundry ba- uh, Dry Cleaner. Yeah, this is Joey's Dry Cleaner. Joey speaking. Joey, what if I gave you like a big pile of laundry and let's just say there was a body in there. What would you do? Is this some kind of joke? No, no, no. I'm calling from the payphone outside. Here, I'm waving at you. No ticky, no washy. No ticky, no washy. This time we don't see Carpenter on the other side. We just hear, doing a great job, Gersh. You're headed towards the championship. Now go out there and do your job. Yes, sir. Oh, Gersh has gone wire. His wires are crossed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I want to know his story. Thank you. Carl, can I leave you in the lurch for a second? I want to grab my coffee. Uh, Sure, yeah. sure. So this was actually released under the name Everybody gets it in the end. And for some reason, they changed the name to tag the assassination game, which is what they mentioned throughout. I guess it was a better title. That was how it was on cable uh, under that name. And it went to VHS in the early 80s. It hasn't been on DVD. 
it was a new world film release, but they're not in business. So I don't know who owns um, this movie nowadays. Um, I don't know. We're seeing the the newspaper editor again, um, Perry Lang, and he's saying, listen, I got a real story now. There's two missing people. So why don't you head down to the campus police and start investigating a story for two missing people? And he goes, not interested. I'm doing the story with the... uh, Yeah. Oh, there's two missing students. You know what? Tell their grieving families I'm not going to report it, all right? I'm submitted by Linda Hamilton. That's right. Exactly right. It's not my constitutional right to report on missing children. (laughs) Absolutely not. I don't know, man. If I was a guy and I had like a nice sweet blazer like Perry Lang, I would not be chilling on the grass like that. Some serious grass stains on that jacket. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a movie. It's a movie. Oh, you right mean, yeah, well, they did. Yeah, I guess if I had a costume department, I'd be all right with that. But you just reminded me of Chatterbox. It's like, are you sure you wouldn't like to go down on the grass? Uh, <laughs> what is his name? Ted? And he's like, no, we'll get dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. I love that one. I love that, that movie. We have film. that also... Uh, Available Great on our film. podcast, maybe I believe YouTube. Yeah, I um, I put the word "talking vagina," the word "talking vagina" in the title to get more hits, and it worked. Oh, we have one million views. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> lo- lowest common denominator. <laughs> the, we have like, you know, I don't know. There's one with seven thousand views. That's our max, and that's naked lady. Right. What do you say to a naked lady? School for sex is... What do you say to a naked lady? Well, people did uh, respond when you deleted all those comments. Oh, yes. Uh, People responded extremely negatively. (laughs) Like, thanks for ruining it for me by talking over the whole movie. It was like (laughs) a roommate while you're trying to watch porn. Like, just shut up. (laughs) I can't pretend I'm working on my laptop anymore. Wow, this is uh, some exciting corridors in this university. Well, okay, so he's there to meet Linda Hamilton, and it's like Linda Hamilton's not there. Then he gets a phone call from Linda Hamilton in a phone booth saying, that guy out there, he is, you know, stalking me. He's about to tag. And so Revenge of the Nerds guy gets on Louis Skulnick. He gets on the microphone and says, the free Grateful Dead concert will take place in this, you know, in their ho- and so it floods with people. Wait, 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 wait. Where's the dead playing? It's a free Carl. concert in yeah. something hall. All right. I, well, that's been Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube. I just fucking heard about a free dead concert. Thanks, you guys, for listening. We'll Thank back. you. Yeah, I'm out of here. You love them because they're from San Francisco. Oh, I love them because uh, everyone in New okay. Jersey loves them. I love them, but I hate Ashbury. Oh, you love... <laughs> The Grateful Dead, but I hate Ashbury. Here, he's on the speaker now. The Grateful Dead concert will take place immediately. Attention. Uh, attention. 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 The Grateful Dead concert starts immediately in Talcum Hall. The Grateful Dead concert starts immediately in Talcum Hall. 
they're not flooding the hall like he wanted. The so look what he does. The freeze! Did he say the straight cats are playing for a dollar fifty? Let's go. So Linda, she saved. She saved Linda. He created a diversion. Yeah. Hey man, I'm here for the Free Dead Show. No, I'm here for the Free Dead Show. Fuck you. But I was told that I'm here. Let's fight each other. That vest doesn't make any fashion sense. Meanwhile, their parking lot is filled with fucking dead heads playing hacky sack and asking for dollars. Now, this is a cute need... scene because it's the first time he puts his arm around her. Oh, There you go. Oh, they have some cutesy the music. Internet loves this shitty music, man. Ugh. There's man, a guy named Craig Safan who did this music. He won Emmys. You don't like this stuff. Just say it. I hate this music. I do hate it. Um, you son of a scored bitch. Countless films. Uh, he was the one who made this song Emma Thompson sings on Cheers. My I number is five 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 six seven nine two. I don't know. I missed that one. Internet loves him. Not that me. must have been the okay. one Cheers episode I didn't see. Now look, that guy who just got grabbed by Forrest Whitaker. Oh, neat! His film debut. Wait a minute, wasn't that's his film debut, Forrest Whitaker? Forrest Whitaker is the guy holding him. All right. And we won't see him again. God, that's so weird. I didn't realize. We'll wait and see if it's Well, he was in... And uh, Michael Winslow is, is the... Uh, oh, his buddy? Is, yeah, and he's going to do lots of sound effects and stuff now. Was it for a whisker so in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High? It's interesting yes, how the he was. Works. I was reading something. Oh, that's like 87. Oh, um, he was in a famous movie in 82 also. Um, Forrest made his big screen debut in 82 in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Okay. But the internet claims that this was his first role, and he didn't really do anything but hold that guy. So maybe oh, they yeah, he was in there. He, like he, was memorizing, he was memorizing his lines in the better movie, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> Last King of Scotland, this guy. Yeah. Platoon, Good Morning Vietnam. I've never seen Last King of Scotland. I, I really should see the... You know what? Me too. Yeah, it looks good. I'm going to put it in my Netflix queue. You know, I've been dying to ask your opinion of uh, Star is Born, so maybe maybe when we don't have a show, where I don't have to run to a show afterwards, we can ask you. Did Carl, I already complain to you about that song, that sh- movie? The most recent one with Bradley Cooper yeah. and Lady Gaga? Yeah, you have. And I, I, I hated it. <laughs> but Star is Born is all about a loser. Right? That's why we love that movie. It's not about the star being born. It's about the loser being a loser who loses. She's a natural talent. You're not. You're a loser. The end. Loser <laughs> loses. He's doing fake ping pong sound effects. Oh, right shit. Now. Fuck. This is my Winslow. Now you missed it. It's the reason why I picked this movie. God damn it. Well, if you see him in the hallway, turn it up again. You'll hear him do stuff. I, I'm cranking this movie now. I'm never going to be hey. I'm going to riff the audio. Hey, it's for horses. Come here. No, you come here. See, I'm riffing the audio. He doesn't know it, but he's talking to a murderer. He's calling Gersh over. You're after Wallace, right? This guy's a murderer? 
Yeah, it's uh, it's Gersh. Gersh. Uh, I can't see in this dark. I thought so. He just went to the pool. So <clears throat> this guy's after Linda Hamilton, and he sees Gersh, and he knows that Gersh is after that guy. So he gets killed first. Linda's safe. Hey, oh my god, the, the twin be in the finals? Don't you want to win the game? Yes. He's so Lewis Skolnick even now. So wait a minute, but he was wearing an undershirt when he woke up. And he's not wearing an undershirt now, is he? I just I just playing with what I got. <laughs> Look, he's I just so in hair. Have his dementia. <laughs> <laughs> swimming, swimming, night swimming. That's the best way of a pool. You have a jacuzzi, right? You could go night jacuzziing anytime you want. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so snobby. You have a jacuzzi. It's, oh, it's I got you. I'm folks. sorry. It's Listen, in your folks. sauna. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Okay. In your mansion. <laughs> in my gated community. Hey, you know, this is uh, Tony's Comedy Club. We heard you were talking about your jacuzzi. Uh, we just feel your comedy just doesn't really match the, yeah. the lifestyle. You can't and relate. The, and the economic <laughs> status of our clientele. That, no offense. Look at that rat. Michael Winslow was in every single police academy. That's right. Not Bubba Smith. And he's called, you know, an actor-comedian, but a beatboxer. Here we go. No! No! He's we got doing to... the same thing Christine DeBell did. Let's go get her back She's going to die like Jaws. This guy's seen Alfred Hitchcock and Steven Spielberg. Since you mentioned Jaws, there was that ripoff of Jaws called Orca. And um, Gersh was a star in it. No shit. Look, Gersh shot him like Godfather 2 style with the fucking towel wrapped around the gun. That's right. Hey, what do you want? You've been following me through this whole festival and you followed me up the staircase. Oh, no, no, he he was walking on the roof. He was walking on the roof. Yeah, young young, uh, Robert De Niro. What what you got there? What is that? What you got? Remember the light? Yeah. Yeah, he, he he turns the light off. That's gonna fucking be good. What is it, man? I remember when I walked down a festival, Italian street festival, and I was taking produce off the stand, and people were like, mm-hmm. what "The fuck's your problem? It's a fucking dollar <laughs> yeah, fifty a pound." Hey, asshole! Hey, you privileged <laughs> yeah, shit. That's right. Yeah, didn't have the same cloud. The white death. The neighborhood getting sloppy. I just want to peck my beak, I have saying. Yeah, right. Just wet, wet, my my beak. Beak. wet my beak. I don't want much, just enough to wet my beak. We riffed Godfather 1 and it never been aired. Oh, really? Yeah. It's too long anyway, right? It's a good movie. Oh, there's there's Fred and Will. That's Ben and Willard. Rat. <laughs> I am you. You are me. Rat, I see you in the corridor. You make a really weird orator. <laughs> I am Is that you. A I'm trying to remember the, the songs for the Willard or Ben. It was Ben, right? Ben was the name of the guy who controlled the rats. Yeah. But what was the the, the theme song? Was was that from Ben or from? No, Willard? you're right. Ben was the name of the mouse. That's right. The rat. The, the leader of the rats, right? Well, there was two movies. It was Ben and Willard. I just thought they were both rat names. 
Well, no, Willard was the last name of the guy who controlled the rat. Right. Oh, wait, turn on sound effect. Close the door. <laughs> what are you doing? I thought you were Gaudi. He just went through that door. So you mentioned like the star is born. That had Andrew Dice Clay playing her father. And Andrew Dice Clay in the 80s was always the dice man, whether it was making the grade or whatever film he was in, mm-hmm. he always mm-hmm. was his comedy persona. And that reminds me yeah. of poor Michael Winslow, who never really transitioned to Woody Allen and uh, Prestige films. But, you know, he's, he does his thing. But he always, like, he just couldn't be him. He, could, he couldn't be no, the character. No, be his sound effect. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he does a documentary called The Typewriter. And uh, the guy, here it is, The History of the Typewriter, 2010. Um, Winslow recreates the sound of 32 different typewriters. Uh, He recreated them in chronological order. Like the director would play it for him. He played him like 60-something, and he could do 32 perfectly. That, they picked those ones. That takes a lot of guts because as an actor, the last thing you want to be is typecast. <laughs> oh, that's good, Mike. <laughs> Thank wow, you. that is precious. It can only happen this moment, but damn. Oh, this is what this is what the show is about. I think of a joke and you go, Mike, that's hysterical. I'm feeling that. <laughs> um, listen, Michael Winslow was on Love Boat. He was on oh, yeah. did Cadbury. A Geico commercial. Oh, a Geico commercial. Uh, I couldn't Cadbury believe it. Cadbury eggs. Cadbury eggs. It's Easter time. Chirp, chirp, chirp. And the bunnies he are... He was in Spaceballs. Yeah, he was in Spaceballs. Doing the sound effects. He was in a horror movie. There's like, actually, an 80s yep. movie where it was like a, a teen sex comedy and he shows up. Oh, more sound effects. All right. Come on, Gowdy, let's split. Nobody's there. It's locked. These doors don't lock. It's stuck. Now, get out of my way. I'll handle it. This is it. The final scene of Michael Winslow. Susan, catch. You're dead, Gowdy. How did he know he was coming? We did. What gave it? A, what gave me away? How'd you know I was going through the door? What gave me away? My sound effect. <laughs> he was in Cheech and Chong's next movie. I remember that clearly. He played the psychedelic Jimi Hendrix when uh, they took so much drugs. Yeah, right. In the in the Mental insane asylum. Yeah, right. right. Dennis, Doctor Dennis Leary gives them these drugs in the insane asylum, and they go so crazy. They see Michael Winslow dressed up as a uh, Jimi Hendrix. Excuse me, while I kiss this fly. Mm-hmm. okay so he was you know he goes typecast but he had his run of fame and he you know we know you and I know his name and oh yeah no he still works he's still constantly touring and uh, he was in a sci-fi like wacky monster movie which had him and uh, Steve Gutenberg 
and uh, the mousy woman from uh, Police Academies, like it was the cast of Police Academy, basically, in like a Sharknado, <laughs> but it was like Spider-Nado or something like that. So Steve Gutenberg, right? My friend Sonny worked in Chicago years ago doing, it was in college, but he did, um, he was like a bouncer, you know, he's a former Navy, uh, I mean, um, airborne ranger and stuff. So one it, time, yeah. uh, What's his name again? The star of those movies? Oh, this movie is Robert Car- Carradine. You talking about Steve Gutenberg? Steve, yeah, okay. So Steve Gutenberg goes to this club and he's trying to get in. They're like, "You're not on the list." He goes, "No, look at me. Look at me. I'm I'm Steve Gutenberg." The guy's like, "I don't know you." And Sonny, of course, knows him, so he's just laughing because I mean, he couldn't get any props. He couldn't get any recognition. Like, no, we just I just did three men and a baby, you know? With... <laughs> oh, the baby, finally, sure. You don't look like finally the baby. Finally, Sonny said, yeah, let him in. Let him in. <laughs> oh, poor so Steve now Gutenberg. Linda has fallen for Revenge of the Nerd Guy. Nice. All it took was these wacky adventures. Talk about and meeting. she does her thing, uh, that thing where it's like, you know how to whistle, put your lips together and blow. Yeah, that's Lauren Bacall. Right. The, the big sleep. As I recall. As you recall. As I recall. All right. Besides that joke. God, he looks more and more like Lewis as the movie progresses. I guess like he's him. losing weight during the filming. Also, he never breathes through his nose. I thought all you nerds cared about was sex. No, I'm a millennial. I don't care about sex. You know how to whistle, Marsh. Just put your lips together and blow. You pulled it. You've out the perfect clip. You know how to whistle. You just put your lips together and blow. But I'm eating crackers right now. <laughs> that, so they for cut the that second scene. time, he thinks he wasn't getting laid, and now we find out, yeah, he's getting laid. Oh, yeah, she grabbed him into the room. That was like cartoon grab. That was like Tasmanian devil grab. Oh, Here he is writing more of his. Oh, with his cigar. And Michael Winslow knows that sound so well nowadays. Was the, was the documentary California Typewriter or was that a different typewriter documentary? I, it's not California. Um, there's a documentary about people who collect old typewriters, and it start, And one of the people is Tom Hanks. Gotcha. And I think Jack Black. Well, this one's it. called "The History of the Typewriter," recited by Michael Winslow, 2010, as himself. Huh. I wonder if that's on YouTube. That'd be interesting. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, there we go. It's the receptionist again. Yeah, she gets her bit. Interesting. You're looking mighty chipper lately. Yeah, you just got laid. Right. Even the receptionist noticed. Uh, How'd you you know I just got laid? Was it because of the glow? No, your dick's still out of your pants. (laughs) How do you take the condom off? I just smelled your fingers. Can't you just (laughs) take a shower? I was in the room. Didn't you remember? I'm a roommate. I shushed you all night. Okay, so what he does is he sends her flowers, like a dozen long stem roses. Very and then, cool. Like he does it at 11 o'clock, and then he does it at 2 o'clock, and then he does it at 6 o'clock. You know, like she keeps getting filthy smoker. 
Look at that. She's smoking in 120s, it looks like. <laughs> oh, flowers. You got my dick wet. Thanks for letting me dip it. Oh, she was like, romantic. run and get my... When, she, when we were going to get Michael Winslow, she was like, run and get my gun from the locker. This is the combo. And he gets to the locker and he forgets it. So he goes and he says to Gersh, may I borrow your gun? And Kirsch does lend it. Linda and, Hamilton wins her thing, and now it's the two finalists. It's going to be Linda Hamilton against Gersh. Uh, so when he goes, thanks for your gun, and he gives it back, Michael ha- uh, Gersh is like, you know, because he enabled her. Okay, so this one it says, I think I'm madly in love with you. And then she gets all weird, and she decides she's going to break it off with him. Yeah, and what's kind of creepy sending flowers? Is it romantic or creepy? Sending flowers romantic. every four hours. Romantic, they're in their 20s. Uh, yeah. Those, dozen ro- those four dozen roses cost me 12 cents. Yeah. That's a lot of money in 82 <laughs> for a young In 82, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Look at that corridor. I mean, the, the Matrix 2 had better looking corridors. <laughs> Today, Gersh um, uh, is semi-retired from acting, and he's an architect. Oh, way to go! And he's designed more than twenty homes, like custom designs. All for James Cameron. Son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> wow! Did he design this room? It looks like a fucking pigsty. Where did I put my keys? Came in. Is that his bed? No, or no. Bed? He went to Linda's. He went to Linda Hamilton's room. Yeah. And she's not there. Right. So he's looking for the dirty laundry. Yeah. I'll just stick my nose here. Ooh, the assassination game's got its own banner. Yup, that's right. There goes the budget. They're announcing the finalist. I'm here for tag the ass game. Listen, you gotta learn how to read signs. <laughs> I read what I want. I'm here to, read. to. I'm here to tag. I'm here to tag your. Roger tag Corman had a film called Tag the Assassination Game. Who did? Roger Corman. He did have a movie called Tag the Assassination Game. Mm-hmm. It was a Russian. It was a thriller set in Russia. It was also called Crisis in the Kremlin. 1993 it had nothing to do with this film. Oh, so this was after this film. Yeah, but the thing is, this film was released under the title Everybody Gets It in the End. That was the name of this movie. And when it hit cable, they just said, and they changed it. Oh, so this this movie was originally called Everybody Gets It at the End. Right, in the end, right. In the end. But then by the time it hit Time Warner, or I'm sorry, Embassy Home Entertainment, uh, <laughs> video cassettes and Betamaxes. Yeah, it and changed And premium cable. Listen, Carl. And that's in the credits. Carl, we're from New Jersey, right? We're from the suburbs. And we know mm-hmm. that if we want to have a good night out to see stand-up comedy, live boxing, or the latest movie blockbuster, we would have to leave yeah. our suburban town and yes, go yes. to the box office that's in the urban area, that's in New York. Yeah. If only there was like a home box office where we didn't have to leave suburbia (laughs) and the comedy show and the boxing, live boxing and the movies come to us. Yeah, I'd be willing to even pay per view. Oh, you would pay per view on that? Yeah. I mean, it would be a premium channel. 
So now she's being cold to Lewis. His name isn't Lewis. It's Marsh. His name isn't Revenge of the Nerds guy. It's Marsh. <laughs> you just say Lewis' whole movie. Listen, Lewis is a rapist. I don't want you to forget that, all right? What do you mean? The Revenge of the Nerds guy? Yeah. Was he the one that dressed up as Darth Vader and and got that cheerleader? Yes. It was consensual. She thought it was her boyfriend. She did. No, there you go. And she fell in love with the nerd. (laughs) Remember, she's running out of there going... I'm in love with a nerd. I just got raped by a nerd. Well, I don't, Mike. You just want everything to be offending you. I, I don't I, think I, I listen. I listen. I listen. That director <laughs> Jeff Canoe, or whatever his name yeah. is, he also did yeah. B.I. Wasowski. I listened to his commentary tracks because he's kind of a funny guy, and yeah. they had like Anthony Edwards. They had the director of mm-hmm. Revenge of the Nerds. They had like your Carradine buddy. And they were talking, Chris Armstrong, and they were just talking about all the great times. And when they showed that scene in the uh, funhouse, they just clammed up. They just didn't say anything, waited till that scene passed, and then we're like, yeah, uh-huh. we really drank beer in this scene. Wow. So they just didn't want to touch it. Yeah. Look at Gersh up there. He is high strung. Yeah, he is definitely going to kill that Linda Hamilton. Or marry Tonight. her. Or marry her, right? Or both. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. Would you? When it comes to the game, fuck, Mary kill. He just said he said Linda Hamilton, Linda <laughs> Hamilton, Linda Hamilton. Okay, Gersh, we get you. <laughs> Never played that. <about. laughs> so, uh, Linda Hamilton suffered or suffers uh, from depression, and she talks about it on Larry King, and I got the transcript off of. Uh, huh. Anyway, when she married. Uh, Gersh? When she married Gersh, yeah, I was trying to say his real name. It's Bert something. She then proceeded to spend an entire year in her room reading books like sci-fi, uh, lots of swords and sorcery, fantasy, sci-fi. She spent a whole year in her room reading books. And and Bud Abbott, that's his name. No, no. His name is not Bud Abbott. It's, that's right. I'm sorry. Let me go ask him. Let me go ask him. Hey, hey, Abbott. Uh, hey, Abbott. But uh, Bruce Abbott. Bruce Abbott. Bruce Abbott. Okay. So now the editor is coming to Revenge of the Nerds guy, Marsh, and saying, look, now the missing persons, it's up to six people. Okay. So please cover the story because I'm going to the concert with my girlfriend. Yeah. And he goes, oh. okay. Listen, I, you got to cover this story. I can't kill any more people until I get some decent press. <laughs> oh, no, it was Gersh. It was Gersh. Gersh did it all along. Well, he's going to figure that out now because he goes to investigate the missing persons thing. And coincidentally, every single one of them plays tag. So then he goes to the tag, the assassination guy, and... He gets shot again. It's pretty funny. But he looks on the list with him. Right. And Gersh was the one, you know, all the missing people. It's Gersh is the one who assassinated them. He's putting two and two together. And guess who he's going up against tonight? Uh, Linda Hamilton. Yes, who he has such a crush on. And he just banged. This movie is, I'm going to fall asleep. This movie is putting me in a coma. 
Oh, is it really? You okay. know, you we know, can talk uh, about something else. Oh, let's talk about something else. So there's a Saturday morning cartoon called Tag uh, Laser Tag Academy. Have you ever seen that one? Uh-huh. No, no. Now, I don't know if you know this. Like, Saturday morning cartoons, they were actually based on toys. So it was a very, like, uh, insidious. Many uh, times. So this toy was called Laser Tag. It was, well, Laser Tag was those parks where you go around and you shoot your buddies. Right. And uh, Laser Tag Academy took place in the future. This is after uh, Trump and... <laughs> These kids learned how to laser tag each other in an academy. Uh huh. So it was an academy of all like. So this this movie is. It's a ploy to sell the game. It's a ploy to sell the game. Paintball? Have you ever played paintball? Uh yeah. Uh, no, I've never played it in my life. Really. Why do they call it paintball? They should call it like paint bullet. Paint bullet? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not a. I guess it's it is. A, I'm it with is. you there. I'm with you there. And hacky sack? That's, they don't look like testicles. <laughs> when you hack, isn't that like throwing up or coughing seriously? They're talking about your act, where it consists of you talking about your balls for twenty minutes. <laughs> oh, that's, that's some hacky sack joke. Ripping you off. Some I'm hack so sacky. Hack, I keep, yeah. Nuts to that. Oh, why there's... don't you play the chanting uh, theme from Mutiny Radio? Oh, wait, are we going back to the movie now, or? We're still in the movie. The fifth person in the last three days to report. Is this movie gonna end? Weird, huh? Yeah. This, um, we're in Act Three now. Go ahead. You know. Oh well, I didn't hear the intermission call. He's going to now go and talk with the campus security police, who's interviewing um, the white shadow guy, who's reporting the sixth person, Christine DeBelm, to Chris to be missing. Was it Pony? The White Shadow guy. Ken Howard. Ken Howard was the White Shadow. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to our show. We're exactly done. Exactly right. But wasn't Ken Howard part of like a family of actors? I like the Carradines? So. The How Ron Howard and Clint Howard. They weren't related. Oh, That's so that, just a coincidence. That guy is the Mo White Howard. Shadow guy. Yeah, they call me Pickle. Pickle from Brooklyn. With his New York accent. Yeah, we both did. Oh, he's not talking. Tag? What color did you play tag? When's the last time you saw Oh, no. Look at these pieces of paper in a file. <laughs> but it's all the... He's going to put it two and two together now. He knows all those names. They're all tag players. And they're all... They're all missing, aren't they? Right, and then why didn't he tell that to the cop? Also, I just got a muffin from the Gersh Agency. You know, the Simpsons had a joke about getting a, uh, a basket of muffins from the Gersh Agency. Gersh Agency was a big... Anyway. Oh, is that a... I should know that reference? Yeah, they're uh, like uh, agents in Los Angeles and Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, where movies like this are made? <laughs> this wasn't made on home box office. It's UCLA. You're right. Yeah. It had to be made by that. Listen, if you character. wanted to go see Tag the Assassination Game, you would have to get a babysitter, right? And then you <laughs> yes. would have to drive over the bridge to the city and then New York parking and then the crime is outrageous, you know. Mm -hmm. so, and whatever. Yeah. It's only available on 42nd Street. You got to go there. 
Yeah. yeah I mean, this is pre-Giuliani. It was horrible. It was horrible. A lot of hookers and... They charge a lot more than they tell you they charge. Oh, this is Gersh's final. Yeah, I think I've gone mad. This is where I work. It's my major. Not a bad cover, eh, Susan? Linda Hamilton, she can't wait to get out of this movie. Look at her. <laughs> this is her first movie ever. She's very happy to be there. No, at this point, she's like, one more reel of this shit and I'm out of here. <laughs> That's right. Did... They shot in order. That's why the one guy gets thinner and she gets more irritable. <laughs> oh. Was there a sequel, Tag 2, The Assassination Game 2? <laughs> I guess no. Another tag. I don't think there's a market for it. Well, there was Gotcha, there was Tag, there was Laser Cat. Uh, don't forget Laser Tag Academy. The Saturday morning cartoon, apparently, yeah. Yes. Well, I thought it was more of a docu-documentary. A docu-documentary. Oh, is this the final current call for this movie? We are now... We're going to have a chase. Okay. I mean, it's not going to be over really until Skullnick shows up. And protects Linda Hamilton. Right, but he's got to go to tag the assassination game guy first. And I think you should turn the sound up when he does, because it'll be the exact same line. Am I supposed to believe that this Gersh is, that that, uh, Lewis is stronger than Gersh? Yes, you are. And he goes, finally, a worthy opponent. But he's fucking Lewis. So she's attacking him with sound. No, she's closing up the door with the piano. He turned on that sound to be creepy. Oh, well, I don't, I don't, I just don't understand. It's his composition. It's Gersh's composition. Oh, Gersh's theme. A star is Gersh. <laughs> Gersh is bored. Now watch. He opens the door. He goes in there. It's inexplicable how Linda Hamilton did it, but she bested him. Huh. Trapped him. And he's like a worthy opponent. Nice! Nice! It's real sweet. Why don't you open the door and I'll compliment you? <laughs> one time I was trying to catch the bus, and the, you know, some bus drivers, once they move out of the, the off the curb, even if they're red light, they're not going to open the door. Mm. And they act like it's policy. Oh, turn the sound on. Turn All right. the sound on. But my bus story. 38 Geary. I was taking the bus. And the guy wouldn't open the door because he was off the curb. <laughs> Lady, I'm trying to tell my bus story. Keep it down. Uh, shooting yeah, up in the office. A little again. bit more careful if you want to play tag. These are uh, progress reports, right? <laughs> Sorry, that's confidential material. Listen. Hey, jeez, watch the merchandise. Where's his sunglasses? Where's his acting ability? Well, here it is. Where's Wallace? Oh, Killed he's him. a radio DJ. Here's Wallace. I'm a radio DJ, Mike. In this case, the killer was Gersh. The killer was Gersh. Okay, okay, I got it. Gersh is his first name? Wait a minute, you're that reporter. No, his first name is Lauren. This game's on the up and up. L-O-R-E. What is this, one of those exposés? Uh, this is a non-profit organization. Everything falls into place. I gotta contact my partner, Bernstein. This is big news. Carl, Carl Bernstein, please. He's busy on an important assignment. 
Damn it, this is Tag. This is Bob Woodward. What is it? This is Carl. What is it? The assassination game. It's been Gersh all along. All right. Cancel our story about Nixon. Let's go over this. Oh, look at this fucking Bogart in the background. The only time, the only way he could get him to come to the phone was he promised a deep throat. Yeah. <laughs> hello, Carl Bernstein here. Yeah, hello, right here. It's like Dick Cheney. Huh, well, I'll get him when I can. No, it was Mark Felt. Because he would feel them up before uh, deep throating them. Thank you, that's my I, Mark Felt deep throat joke. I don't, I'm not, I don't. Deep Throat was a guy named Mark Felt. There's even a movie called In Mark Real Felt. Life? Yeah, he. it was revealed like decades later, yeah. right before his passing. I remember knowing it at the time. Knowing it at what time? When the guy revealed that yeah. he was Deep Throat, I remember learning all about him and his department. Really? He I, I knew it was him during Wargame when I was six. It's so strange. Okay, now, now you did? Yeah, now that's all my family would talk about. the body. That's her girlfriend's bracelet. Uh-oh. Maybe she's mummified. Now, there's only three bodies when six people... I think only five people have been killed. I, I'm shocked YouTube showed that. I'm going to write a letter to YouTube. Uh, don't. You will alert them to us. <laughs> <laughs> We've been going three years strong. Four years. Oh, well, that's good news, I'm sure. Hi, guys. I can't see As what's I going on. YouTube uh, movies, I hear the evolution of the show. Like, there's a time in which Paul was there and he wasn't doing a countdown. And right. It just grew into a big thing. Well, there's some episodes when I would listen to it, I could hear the, my usual creaking in the chair, but I could also just hear terrible audio, and I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's this hiss when the mics peak. Yeah. Um, office, yeah. Oftentimes, the volume of the computer that does it when you turn the sound up. We've never gotten over that, but sure, yeah. it's fine. We're fine. Here, yeah. here's some more of it. <laughs> this, it's no longer a game. I'm simply a hungry, hungry hippos lady now. <laughs> I don't play tag anymore. Jenga. Jenga is nice. Ha ha ha. She wakes up and she's in the world of Jumanji. That's the twist. <laughs> Jumanji! Did you see the most recent Jumanji movie? Uh, yeah, I, I with, with uh, Kevin Hart. And, yeah, he was funny. And, uh, they're, all, the they're all video game characters, which the teenagers are using as avatars. And when the young lady... Uh, teenager realizes she's in a Jack Black video game avatar she immediately looks down her pants like video <laughs> game avatars do yeah yeah and she likes that she can steer when she goes pee pee yeah oh absolutely I, I, I actually I walked out of the theater that part and I went up to the theater manager and I go thank you for playing that <laughs> <laughs> before I lose my train of thought I just wanted to walk out of the middle of the movie and thank you she was gender confused. Okay, so Linda Hamilton sees the rent-a-cop. Now, for some reason in this movie, campus police are like, they act like police. Right. They have guns? Yes, they do. And they have a whole department and everything. You see Now, you know, it's all been revealed. He's shooting with real bullets. and 
if you see a, a, a LA try to think of a joke wow there's this big audience there is our our uh, podcast comedy show promote your podcast oh, they're all here comedy show. yeah yeah <laughs> Well, that is, so she walks into a theater. This guy is obsessed with the movies. Constant references of movies in this. Nick Castle, make your own style. Now there's the Grateful Dead concert ongoing. Is it really? They wasn't lying? The Dead showed up and said, fuck it. We heard we no. had a free concert. This band is a million. Come see Uncle far. Tom's band. <laughs> well, Uncle I Tom. will survive. I will survive. People ask me if my I will survive, and I said I will survive. What's your status on survival? I will do it. <laughs> I have this cassette of their live free show. Now I should be telling you who this band is. Right. I just ran out of time. It's probably the Tubes. I'll bet you money is it's the tubes. Talk to you later. Don't want to hear it again tonight. <laughs> uh oh. Someone smacked his gun. The gun is gone. Yes, just on the dance. So is the camera is on the floor as well. Yeah, there's shot the cameraman with it. <laughs> okay, he's got his gun back. Yeah. Rockin' rockety rock rock. Rockety rock rock. Who loves the rockety she's rock a, rock? She's a beauty. She's <laughs> one in a million girls. White punks on dope. White punks on dope. <laughs> They're kind of revered in the Bay Area. There were a San Francisco band, The Tubes, and they had like a 14-person performance when they would go on stage. So the uh, people who remember it love it, so... Uh, there's so much more to be proud of San Francisco than the, the tubes. The tubes, yeah. Then the tubes. On. They did the theme song, "The Modern Problems." You know that things get the with the modern problems. <laughs> One in a million girls. We're getting close to the end now. Oh, good. I'm ready to pack it. I'm, I'm putting my shoes on as we speak. You could tell when I put my take my shoes off during the performance because I'm, I'm thinking, "Won't you be my neighbor?" Yeah, that's. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Going to do that somehow. You know, it's not the fact that people at my work hate that I take my shoes off; is that I sing, "Won't you be my neighbor?" when I do it. <laughs> it's not the smell they hate as much as <laughs> the singing. sentiment. The sentiment. Uh, um, the uh, internet cares very much that um, the staircase where he gets shot he should fall off the back of the building and not in the front by the front door huh that's right I remember Who that cares? Mythbuster episode <laughs> that's right and they proved it wrong we're gonna shoot this guy what and uh, he's and running he's... so fast she's Linda Scrambleton <laughs> That's a good one. Did, did you write that in advance? No, I uh, just... Uh, yeah. Something that stupid you can't write in advance. Uh, listen, White Shadow Guy, he was in Meatballs 2, and he was on The Facts of Life once, and he was once in Chips. Boom. I should know all these. I know, I know Meatballs 2. Yeah. Was he dating Natalie? He was probably dating Natalie. <laughs> oh, he would. 
You're using a real gun. She gets real whiny. Uh-oh. The old using a gun to unlock a locked door. Oh, he and just smashes the window. He doesn't shoot through the lock. Marsh hears Gersh. Yeah, he wasn't going to waste a bullet. Have you ever seen the movies where they're like, oh, there's a combination lock on the gate. I know, I'll shoot it off. Fatigue. Mm-hmm. How's that We're possible? In. We're in. I shot all the locks off. Wow, the Foley artist had a lot, of, a lot of sound in this He movie. laughed at that. Um, I want you to know that this uh, Carradine produced the last two Revenge of the Nerds movies. Which were TV movies. It was like Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, the, the sequel was Nerds in Paradise, and that was theatrically released. And then like 10 years later, Fox had a, a special where it's like Nerds in Love, Nerds Get Married. Oh. Or... When's the one where, uh, what's that guy's name, Animal or Grunt or something? Oh, Grunt. He becomes a nerd. Oh, Booger becomes a nerd? No, Booger was always a nerd. He was the um, he was the jock who was like, "I'm a dummy." Oh, the, yeah, the big beard. The, yeah, the guy from Happy Days. Nerd. Wait, Ogre. Yeah. That's from HBO's first in one, first to ten. I I don't know. Okay, ner- this is, is it the guy that says. Scene. Wait, is it the guy that says nerd? Yes. 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 Oh, Ogre. Yeah. Now look, Linda shot him. She, you lose, Gersh. And that would be a great ending if he was sure. like, um, you, you're right. You're the champion. Oh. Right. But what happens? And then he would shoot himself or something. But he doesn't. <laughs> he is bummed Do out it. about it. Look at him. I'm not dead. My heart's still beating. You shot me, but my heart's still beating. I can't die. I'm the champion. No one can kill me. Except for Revenge of the Nerd guy. Uh oh. Lewis, he shot him. <laughs> it isn't firing his gun. Not working. Don't you hate that, guys? Now it worked. Oh boy. I'm uh, looking up information about our next movie. So. Can you believe he fell in the front when he got shot in the back? That's ridiculous. I can't suspend this belief. Oh, I know. That was the worst. David Carradine is a race car driver, and he was in a movie called Cannonball, a serious uh, movie in 76 when they crossed the country, and that's when your favorite Cannonball movies, Cannonball Run movies, came from. Oh, well, I love it. Yeah, I thought it came from the comedy gods, but it was based on real life. Well, I mean, it was a movie called Cannonball, and uh, but, yeah, and he beats his brother, David Carradine, in the movie. Huh. Okay, now we get the long-awaited kiss, even though they've already done it. Huh. 
And Linda Hamilton goes, runs away, and she's like, I'm in love with the nerd. Yay, nerd. There's the gun. It's a Beretta. Oh, left. The camera zooms into it. Are they going to be cool end credits? Uh, I wouldn't call them cool. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I think they're going to be cool. That's uh, cursive. Is that like what you call it? Oh, the go. end. That's it. Wow, we did it. There's no, yeah, there's no post-credit Thanos. Sequence. Michael Winslow gets a big fat credit right right up front. And you're right, the featured <laughs> appearance, Fraser Smith, is also listed above the fold. And he was just Los Angeles radio, and maybe that's why they call it special appearance, because he wasn't really an actor. I don't right, know, I think that's what it is. There's Scotty, uh, Gowie's bodyguard was Forrest Whitaker. Wow, that was exciting. That was yeah, a really yeah. invigorating game of tag. Uh, Carl, what would you think of Tag, <laughs> the assassination game? Usually I say this movie sucked, but it was great for your show. But I don't know. This movie was halfway there. I really wish they had explored why Gersh was a crazy. Uh, but other than that, I think it did its job. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it played a lot in, uh, on HBO and... I've only heard good things about it. It's definitely a cult movie. I know people rave about this film. Mm-hmm. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't have any really friends. As, <laughs> Tag wasn't really as successful around the country as they pretended in this movie, but there were campuses in which they played Tag. Right. And there were campuses that played Dungeons and Dragons, which Mazes and Monsters yeah. with Tom Hanks at that time described. So, I mean, yeah. there was a lot of movies about what the kids were doing on colleges. And also, there's always the movie about whatever's the current new game, and what if... Right, it goes you know, too far. You really died in it. Yeah. Oh, like Ouija and uh, Battleship? Like like Tron or... You oh, know, yeah. Like, there was, like, whatever's the game of the day, they turn it into... And if you die, you know, you, it's not just you're respawned in a new life, you... All right, so here we go. Additional thanks to Coca-Cola of Corporation of America, Timex, Frito-Lay, VCO Public Relations, Head Shampoo, uh, Cigars. Now they would have to say in the credits that they got financial money from a tobacco company. Like, when you do product placements and it's tobacco, by law you have to say that promotional consideration was given by, you know, Marlboro's. All right. Well, I, I kind of faded off in the last half of the movie because I really wanted <laughs> to find a clip of next week's movie. Uh, we, as you know, we stream this live every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm where we have a donate button. We are on the uh, podcast as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Go search for us on your favorite podcast uh, app. And... Uh, we uh, will be back next Sunday with another episode where we're going to watch a brand new movie that we haven't touched. It's called mm-hmm. uh, O Ritual de Santicos. It's a Brazilian title, and it's a cult guy who's made tons of movies under his character called Coffin Joe. 
So it's okay. a Coffin Joe film, and this one is known. He, I've seen it. Like IFC used to play his movies, and it was like he was a really kind of a sinister douchebag uh, mortician or something, and he had long fingernails and a big stovetop hat. And okay. he was kind of like the moral, amoral center. I mean, he he would show up in these movies, and it was moral, bring up moral questions among people. And this one has uh, LSD in it. So I'm going to go ahead and play okay. the soundtrack to it. And I'll send you a link to what movie it is. It's called Awakenings of the Beast in English uh, from 1970. The Awakening. Awakening. Yeah. A besta está dormindo. Depois de três décadas nas sombras, volta às telas do Brasil Zé do Caixão. Personagem imortal da mitologia brasileira. Criação do grande cineasta José Mojica Marins. Cuidado! Cuidado! A besta pode acordar. Ocean. O Despertar da Besta. Um filme violento, incendiário, quebrando todos os tabus da moral hipócrita, iluminando com a dura luz da verdade a face oculta de We cada um. We have two more minutes of this. They're showing newspaper clips of all the controversy his films have caused. And there he is, wearing a black stovetop hat and beard. Coffin Joe. All right, so that's the movie. We're going to watch the psychedelic film, Awakenings of the Beast, uh, for Coffin Joe. Uh, Awakening of the Beast, yes. Uh, it's from 1970. Nice. And it's, it's an a horror anthology uh, hosted by, uh, featuring Coffin Joe, who wrote and directed this, and one of his many Coffin Joe movies that came out in Brazil. Uh, for the last 40 years. So that sounds good, right? Yeah, that does sound good. I do need you to send me a link because I'm having such a hard time finding it. Do you want me to spell it for you before we leave? Well, it says Awakening of the Beast 1969, right? Right. So actually, you know what? Hang on a sec. Let me, uh, I could tell you the name of the movie. It's going to be O, that's the first Brazilian word, Ritual, which in English is pronounced ritual. Okay, I got it. And then dose, which yeah. I I have no clue, but it could be like the Spanish word. And then uh, <laughs> sad uh, cos, like sad cos. Yeah. Nineteen seventy. Yeah. Completo. Yeah. Found All right. I think I've shown my ignorance enough. Uh, thank you so much, <laughs> Carl. If you want to know more about Carl, check out his websites: carl.sucks and carlsucks.com. <laughs> uh, any thrilling shows or any fun experiences you want to tell us? Well, uh, the Big Red Buzzer's coming up. That's this Thursday. It's sort of like the gong show. It'll be at Scotty's, and the managers of Scotty's are going to vote you up or down. So bring the funny. All right, the Big Red Button. Bring the funny to that. I'm hosting Kavika's Ocean Beach Deli here in San Francisco in about 90 minutes, so I can't wait to leave the theater uh, leave the station and, and take my buses over to the ocean to do my comedy show in a deli. Carl, thank you so much for making this show thank happen. And, and watch. How many times did you watch this movie? This is my fourth time. So we're not doing a commercial. Oh, yeah. You want to do the commercial first? I'll, uh, okay. We have some music. Yeah, I was about to play it. So this song is by Carl. Oh, you want to do a commercial? So, All right, hang on a sec. Yeah, so we'll just talk over it. 
All right. Yeah. Okay, we're going to do a promo. Okay, one sec. I have a trick I have to do with SoundCloud. All right, and here we go. Hey, Uh, Mike. Hey, Carl. Funny bumping into you here. You know, we host a podcast show together. Do we? Yeah. It's on muniradio.fm. It's called LWAFLMOYT. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T or let's watch a full length movie on YouTube it's available on your podcast it's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T but you can listen to us every Tuesday uh, Sunday what? Sunday uh, here on let's make sure we have a very tight promo so it's every Sunday at um, 2 o'clock 5pm Eastern you have 2pm Pacific we watch a lot of movies no, I think that's good enough. All right, Carl, that was. Uh, let's listen to more of Carl's theme. That's it. There's no more to the theme. That's it. I could hear a cowbell in the background. Carl, that's fantastic. I think we'll have to work on that promo maybe another time. Uh, <laughs> but I, I like the new theme, and I'm going to play again, once again, our brand new 2019 theme song written by Carl. Uh, and it's great. So, guys, thanks thank so you. much, Carl. Thank you so much, audience. Thank, thank you so you. much. We'll see you soon. Bye, Bye. everybody. Bye, everyone. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Hi, this is Carl. I, I'm Mike's friend. We wrote this song, you know. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it. 
or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge with the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show. One of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an 
excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. If you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside you can find counter offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit, it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamylicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? Then get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. This is Tusha Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought or two. 
You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> And welcoming open mic, where comedians can get substantial mic time for the mere price of a spot of tea and crumpets. Comedians who remain after their initial sets are invited to perform feats of improvisation and ingenuity in the famous lightning round games, which are guaranteed to delight and entertain. Ah, thinking of these bright young comedians with so much potential and so many drug problems makes me as giddy as a schoolgirl. I haven't had so much fun and giggles since my non-trinary youth at Bumble's Warding School in East Brackenshire, where I danced with Hugh Grant, helped Jason Statham steal an antique shotgun and took nude photos of Prince Harry, who I must mention was not named appropriately. Sign up in person for your own comedic adventures at 7.30pm or pre-sign with the host by sending a direct message via social media. If you can't make it out to that den of iniquity known as mutinyradio.fm, listen in live from home or download the podcast on Apple iTunes under Friends of Mutiny. A smashing time will be had by all. Until next Saturday night at 8pm, cheerio darlings. South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer. Burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. 
Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches, hitting switches, going back to riches. a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com to be a comic it's not as easy as we make it look but that's because mutiny radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs strain those improv muscles every sunday from four to six at getting sketchy with david stolowitz press out those new jokes every monday six to eight on joke workshop with four minute sets and four minute critiques from everyone get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Don't worry. THC. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. I don't know if you can hear um, this, the mic's on. Is the mic on? I really can't hear it. No, igual pinche. No, igual pinche, Mike. How's everybody doing? Muni. Yo, make some fucking noise, man. It's fucking Thursday night. It's the first night of this festival. I'm out here. My name is Pedro Andrade. And uh, yeah, we're coming for these jobs too. So keep that in mind. That's what's up, man. No, no, but give it up, man, for all the comics you saw earlier. Give it up for the people in the back. I think they're recording a podcast. If you need to smoke weed, you gotta go outside. Oh, you need to smoke weed. Oh, okay, my bad. Oh, we can smoke weed inside now? Ten minutes ago, I was told I couldn't. I had to go outside and smoke weed. What kind of shit is that? So I think this showcase is called I Am Not White. Is that what it's called? 
Politics are funny, I'm not white. Politics are funny, I am not white. I don't know if you could tell about Pedro. Pedro is not white. He is not a white. He's a he's a he's a rather large character, though. Uh, one of the things that you know trips people out usually is uh, they'll ask me, Pedro, how'd you get so tall? Are your parents tall? Your brothers and sisters tall too? And I always have to reassure them, no, the rest of my family's regulation size Mexican. They can all play soccer and shit. <laughs> the only one that grew. And sometimes people still be like, yo, well, how the fuck did you get so big? I was like, I don't know, man. Maybe my mom had an affair with one of the Juarez Globetrotters. I don't know. 